Chief, thank you for joining me. Um, Chief Steve Lohr of the Hagerstown Fire Department in Maryland. Mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit about your background, your upbringing in the fire service, and where you are today. Well, so uh, I can't talk about uh, how I got into the fire service without talking about uh, the family business. I grew up in a wholesale produce <laughs> distribution uh, operation. Uh, my dad and uncle uh, were depressionary children. They had to quit school in the sixth and eighth grade, respectively, to support their mother and three sisters. Right. So the first heavy truck I ever encountered was a 1944 Brockway. And as a uh, youngster, uh, I had to crawl under that thing and help grease it and uh, start it with ether and that okay. kind of thing. So I yeah. had a natural affinity for heavy trucks from youngster up. As you can see, not much athletic ability. <laughs> so uh, I was thinking football, Chief. No. no. All right. Uh, and guard tackle. So at the end of the bench, guard the water cooler, tackle anybody got near. Well played. But uh, nonetheless... Uh, they taught me how to work, and uh, that has carried me through a career. Sure. Um, got bit by the fire service bug very young, 15 years old. I uh, started to volunteer in the business like many of us did. Sure. Um, worked 11 years for Mack Truck Powertrain Division okay. as a machinist. Right. And decided, okay, time's up. I really want to be a career firefighter. It's all I ever want to do, leave one fire, go to another. And had the opportunity to get hired in Montgomery County, Maryland, and uh, work at Busy's Fire Station there, uh, firefighter up to captain. Mm -hmm. So I tell everybody that was the most fun you could have with your clothes on. <laughs> and uh, then I uh, started to promote, nonetheless, uh, that department got bigger and centralized uh, authority and responsibility. And um, I was just a happy guy, battalion chief running the busiest battalion in Montgomery County. And my boss came down and said, man, we need you. Uh, you're the only uniformed guy I got that could spin up a fleet division. And, uh, you know, we're supposed to have 16 ladder trucks in service. We got eight today. Yeah. Uh, so that, that kind of started it. Now, happily before that, I was a member of the apparatus specifications committee. And in, if I don't hold me to this day, about 1998, I attended the first, my first Spartan training conference down right out of Creek, Michigan. And I met this guy named Bill Foster. And uh, I, I recognized immediately that I was in the presence of not only a uh, superior human being, but somebody that was a subject matter expert like I'd never seen on all things heavy duty trucks. And that started a learning curve. I've uh, been attending this conference ever since. Uh, Got a few years that I missed uh, because of promoting to uh, operations chief and fire chief and McGough County and sending uh, our old staff up there. One of the things I did um, was insist that all our mechanics become EBT certified, uh, which also carries an ASE certification with the course. And my civilian staff and uniform staff that didn't know a wrench from a hammer we sent them to chassis school so they knew what a good brake was, a bad brake, a good tire, a bad tire, so on and so forth. And uh, we created job descriptions that allowed these folks to uh, excel, promote. Uh, there's one here tonight that uh, I've been out of Montgomery County about eight and a half years. 
and he has elevated to the top shot position there. I'm really proud of him. So that that's kind of how I got here and a little bit of the background uh, of my passion for fleet thing was in heavy trucks and well, it makes sense, right? Yeah. You have that upbringing where early on as a child, you were exposed to the mechanicals, the trucks. Yeah. You know? And then to take that and then to be uh, given an opportunity to develop a, a fleet division yeah. from Montgomery County, um, that's like bringing both your worlds together. It, it was. Uh, it's why I'm still working at 868. Mm. I, I tell everybody, I certainly had shifts that I was glad to see come to an end. I'm, I'm, bored. I'm still not tired of going to work. Right. And I, people tell me I'm crazy, and they're probably saying. So. I, I sense a little crazy, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but a good crazy, right? When you, when you have a passion for something that you do, when you have a love, an unconditional love for a career, um, it can certainly set you up for life. Um, it sets you up as a person. It creates a, a really good foundation to teach others, train others. How important is it to have a... Um, well-maintained and coordinated fleet services division for for a municipal fire department? Well, I, I tell you, it's probably the most important thing uh, in my mind. Uh, one of the things I did when I inherited fleet responsibility was uh, study what private fleets did. Mm. And believe it or not, if it's uh, a fleet of taxi cabs in L.A. City or a fleet of buses in Timbuktu, Iowa, uh, what they want to get to is 70% preventative maintenance and 30% running repairs. I don't know a fire department in this country, including Montgomery County or Avistown, <laughs> that can meet that laudable goal. Yeah. Uh, it's why we have all these reserve apparatus now. You know, we were just talking about it over there with the uh, all-electric fire truck. The complexity of these things, even in the last 10 years, is just unbelievable. And that's why uh, I'm so glad to see over 300 texts at this conference yeah. this time, the largest I can remember since I've been attended in 1998. Um, man, this is just fantastic because it's going to take a special breed of individual not only to understand how they work, but to keep them working. Yeah. Yeah. You'd mentioned complexities from your days of the 1944 Brockway that you were you know, spraying ether on and, and yep. you know, getting running in the in the driveway um, to where you are today. I mean, complexities, the way things are growing and, and technology is in the fast pace of that. You've had to see tremendous change over the years. Oh, my. It, it's just unbelievable. The electronics, the uh, uh, just the braking system. Take any single component uh, on these trucks and... You could spend a week learning a shirt, any single component, and then try to tie them all together with the electronics and diagnostics, the safety standards, the you know improvements to tires, wheels, suspension. In fact, it, it's uh, it, well, two things, uh, and I'll probably share some of that tonight. You know, uh, I'm an engineer by training. I, I'm finishing the year in degree, and I think that's one of the reasons that. Go Foster and I hit it off. He was too, or is. And, uh, you know, when I tried to distill all this complexity when I was the FOSS, I said, well, what do we have to do? And I come up with this acronym, hires. We have to train drivers and mechanics. 
you have to inspect that people have to know what they're looking at to determine if it's good, bad, or somewhere in between. That's to be able to repair them. I got to equip them because my bosses, I got to equip them with all the stuff that been gone. And then where we were a little deficient in both departments I've served is we got to service those is on a regular basis. And if we don't do all five of those things, we're going to be in trouble. Yes. And happily, the team I worked with, all the people that helped build the program and make it successful, bought into that message. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that work on emergency apparatus, fire apparatus, ambulances, support vehicles, and so on. How important is it to be a certified emergency vehicle technician? You know, uh, I had worked around and for and with uh, just old school mechanic that you know, they could fix anything, weld anything, sure. you know, and sometimes make things that they couldn't find. I, I have to honestly say, uh, even though somebody was good and I could tell you 100 stories about when it worked, I could probably tell you 200 when it didn't work. And uh, another, another important component of this, training and certification eliminates do-overs and redos. And any fire department any firefighter that ever had to drop a rig off in a shot would say, here it is again. Yeah. Right. You didn't fix it. Yeah. Or this is broke or whatever. It just creates this friction and frustration. Uh, one of the things I've learned at this conference is root cause diagnosis, right? You got to get to what's causing the problem. We can change parts 50 times, but if we keep failing the same thing over and over and over, you got a specifications problem, you got a warning problem. You got a bad component. Uh, you got to get to the root cause. And yes, th- this conference taught me that. The fire truck training conference that we're here today in Lansing, Michigan. Um, you said you've been coming since 1998, with exception of a few that you weren't able to attend. Um, you talked about the importance of a man like Bill Foster, who founded this conference, who. Uh, really molded and shaped what this conference has become. Uh, today, it's supported by Rev Group, as Spartan is a member of the Rev Group family. Um, you're here tonight, and you're going to be receiving the Bill Foster Award. I know how highly regarded you hold Bill in your friendship um, as a mentor, if you will, um, and somebody that you said has inspired you, um, and certainly to push you to be better as well at your job. What does it mean to you to get the Bill Foster Award tonight? Oh my, uh, Jeremy, I don't, I don't know if I can answer that mm. uh, succinctly, but you know, I, I recognized right away when I first met Bill that I was in the presence and just a unique human being. And not only professionally, uh, what he knew about trucks and the industry and the risk he took when he and Mr. Stekiel founded Spartan Chassis, uh, his ability to coach and encourage people to work through complex problems. Yes. I, I just can't think of anybody I've met in my lifetime uh, anywhere in any occupation that was better at it to build. Mm. And uh, so what he built into this organization, I, I think I, uh, I was trying to think this morning, probably built close to 70 Spartan chassis uh, on either pumper or right. Uh, rescue squads, whatever. Uh, 
he opened up his books, his staff, and you got support that was what I'll call Bill Foster style. Hey, we've got a question about how this left-handed knibbling pen <laughs> works, you know, yeah. with this brass system or whatever. Right. If he didn't know the answer, he got you the answer. Right. And uh, this organization throughout that entire time, and there's been some speed bumps, of course, uh, with anything like that, but uh, they, they have been stuck. And I attribute a lot of that to, that was Bill's expectation of everybody that worked for it. Holding everybody to a higher standard. Absolutely. I think what's really important as a firefighter, I can say this, that we value the importance of the shops. Yep. We value the people that are making the apparatus safe, making them available to us to respond at a moment's notice to serve the public in which we're sworn to protect. They're the unsung heroes of the firehouse. I really believe that, of the fire service in a way, that they have this regard for what the job is and how it's performed. And without them, we'd be in a tough spot. And a lot of them are civilian. And so that's that civilian buy-in to a uniformed fire department where they understand the mission and they're proud to be a part of it. Yeah, I couldn't echo uh, those thoughts any better than what you just explained. But, you know, one of the things that uh, coming out of the uniform side, civilians sometimes resent mm. to find pensions and sure. some of the benefits that sure. come with Makes sense. Uh, being behind the steering wheel or, or uh, riding the line, you know, et cetera. Uh, so it's very hard to get those people uh, rowing the boat in the same direction. But uh, happily, I've been able to do that uh, in the places I've served, and I, I'm I'm really proud of that uh, because it takes both. I, I always said, uh, you know, we had some career volunteer conflicts in Montgomery County, uh, civilian uniform, whatever. And I used to tell people, look, I'm not the career guy's chief. I'm not the volunteer's chief. I'm everybody's chief. Correct. And more importantly, I'm the citizen's chief. People's you chief. said it already. Yep. yep. So if we're not doing this for the citizens, then we're going to have trouble. Yeah. Whatever trouble is. Sure. And most people, if they hear that message and it's an expectation, we just want to do a good job. Yeah. Right? I, it, whatever their role in the organization is, they want to do a good job. Yeah. to be recognized for it. For sure. Final thoughts on the fire truck training conference here in Lansing this year. Give me something that we haven't discussed yet or something that's impressionable to you. Well, uh, what hit me when I walked through the doors yesterday was the number of young people here. Mm. And it actually put a smile on my face because uh, if you listen to some of these uh, uh, birds have been doing this for more than a minute, <laughs> you know, they, they will tell you that, uh, well, the young people, they're never going to be able to do what I did, you know, so on and so forth. And I, I think just the opposite. When I was in a class this morning on uh, air brakes, and um, I think the young people are going to carry the freight, and they're going to do what we've always done in this country, is improve upon what the generation before them gave. Right. I love it. And I, I think that's what's going to happen. And it's conferences like this that will inspire those people. I think so. And I think the message last night about go home, tell people what you're doing, you're yep. bring back two friends is super important. It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. You're going to get quality education. You know, I always try to distinguish the difference between training and education. You know, I can train you how to turn a wrench. I can't train you necessarily how to get to a root cause diagnosis. That's going to take a little more sure. on the education side. Sure. And here you get good. 
Chief Steve Laura, thank you very much Chief, My pleasure, for sitting Chair. down with me. It was an absolute pleasure meeting you. Uh, we shared some words last night, positive words, um, and I enjoyed that uh, back and forth. I look forward to talking with you further on f future projects. Absolutely. Good. Thank you, Chief. Thank you.